You're listening to The Happy Hour Effect, episode 33. And if you find yourself totally off track on getting the stuff done that you need to get done every day, keep listening, because today we're talking productivity. Hello, you are listening to me, Kristen Brown, and this is the Happy Hour Effect Podcast. Today we are talking about a topic that is kind of one of those buzzwordy, corporate-y type of things, and that word is productivity. Now when you hear the word productivity, you have images of to-do lists and meetings and stuff on your calendar and all kinds of things that you need to get done and cram into a single day, right? But productivity is so much more than that. Productivity is really about being really mindful of how you're filling your time so that it ladders up to those bigger goals that you have for yourself. And this can apply at work. It can apply at home. It really doesn't matter. It's really about your overall vision and the things that you're consciously choosing to do to make those things happen. Now, the last couple episodes, we've been talking about how to be a riser, right? Risers are super productive, but for the right reasons. Today, we're going to give you some tools to help you be more productive so that you can get more stuff done in less time, but also to be sure you're getting the right stuff done. Because a lot of times we fill up our lives with to-dos and errands and running from here to there, and we really don't make much progress on anything. We just kind of burn and grind, right? So we're going to talk today about really how to get more focused on the right things so you can get more done, be more productive for the right reasons. Now, if you like the show, if you like what you hear, if you get some really good info, please share it with people. Just, you know, do a little like on Facebook or Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, and share it with your colleagues at work. I really like to focus my my content on things that are relevant both personally and professionally, but I do focus my work and my speaking and my content on busy professionals, people who work in corporate and traditional work environments. So, Please share. I would really appreciate it. It helps me get the show out to a bigger world. And if you want any more info on the things that I share during the show, if I share a link or another resource, all of those will be right on the show notes page. You can go to happyhoureffect.com, click on podcasts. This is episode 33, Get More Done. All the resources will be listed right there on that page. So let's jump into this because I've got some really good stuff around productivity that I have really honed over the years. I've always been kind of a multitasker. I've always been able to get more done than most people can. And I've always kind of joked that I can get done in 20 hours what most people get done in 40 hours. I'm just really, really good at prioritizing, deciding what needs to happen, and doing the actions to actually make them happen as opposed to all the busy work and stuff that goes on around that. So... I'm good at that, but sometimes you have to step back and say, well, what really are the drivers here? What are the things that make me good at that, that make other people good at that? So I've done a lot of research, a lot of interviewing, a lot of surveys around what makes people productive, what energizes them at work, what energizes them at home, what drains their time, what really zaps their energy, and really come up with some pretty concrete ideas and proven strategies that can help you get more focused so that you're focusing on the right things to be more productive. So I want to jump into that. Now, there are, it's really, you know, about awareness because the four things that I'm going to share with you today are 
truly about stepping back, looking at your life from more of a 10,000 foot view and identifying areas that could be more effective. And that really is about awareness because sometimes we move so fast. We're going from one meeting to the next. We're getting in the car, flying to the next kid's appointment, getting to work, getting home, going to the next meeting, going to happy hour, going out with friends. And we're going so fast that we don't really take that time to step back, to be mindful about what's happening in the moment, to be sure they are the right things to be focusing on in the first place. So what I'm going to share with you, really all about awareness, okay? So the first thing, the first thing to help you become more productive and get more stuff done, you need to become aware of the time sucks. What do I mean by that? Well, if you were to take a piece of paper and write down everything that takes up your time all day, the tasks, the errands, the things that aren't really errands or tasks, but maybe things like a commute, things like that, and you put time to each of them, you might be surprised that some of the things that you spend a lot of time doing aren't really actually doing anything to further your progress on a goal or a bigger dream you have for yourself, again, at work or at home. So that's actually a really valuable exercise you can do for yourself. But in the short term, when we don't have time for that full exercise right now while you're listening, is to just step back and think about the time sucks, those things that take the most time in your day. And figure out how you can maximize or minimize, depending on what you need, those time sucks. I'll give you an example. So last week, I mentioned commutes and how commutes can often be draining on people. They can be long, they can be stressful, and sometimes we get ourselves bent out of shape about them. But if you can switch that commute time into something that's more productive for you, so that you're actually making progress on something then it becomes less of a drag. Now, I'll give you an example that I love. A lot of people have a dream of traveling, learning a language. You know, there's things that they have a dream for in their personal life that's, that's kind of a broader, bigger passion dream. So when you're sitting in that car, why not throw in a CD or download a podcast and listen to it via Bluetooth to how to learn a language or culture podcasts or audiobooks on different locations around the world that you want to visit. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, it would just change the dynamic if that's something that you dream about. Maybe you just want to listen to some great music if, you, if that's a passion that you have. And that can switch your commute time from being a drag, drain, stressor to being something that actually feels like you're making progress on something. You're being mindful of what you're doing. So think about those types of things as ways to maximize a time suck. Now, another thing you can think about with time is how do you minimize something that's taking a lot of time? I'll give you an excellent example, your mobile devices. Now, in today's world, we cannot get rid of our mobile devices. They are critical for connectivity, being in touch with our kids, with our coworkers, and all that good stuff. I'm not telling you you need to disconnect and get rid of your phones. That would be darn near impossible for most of us. But you need to become more aware of how much time you're spending on those mobile devices and what you're doing while you're on them. I'll give you a resource that you can go download right now. It's an app. It's free. It's called the Moment app, M-O-M-E-N-T. I know it's in the Apple store, but I'm not sure about the Android store. There's probably something similar that you could look up. But Moment is an app. It's free that you download onto your phone, and it tracks how much time you spend on it each day. Now, this is one of those things that I'm almost embarrassed to tell you because 
I thought that I was really mindful of my phone usage. I have rules around it that we don't use any phones or devices at the when we're eating or when we're out to dinner or anything like that. So I felt like, yeah, I've, I've got some control over this. But the day that I downloaded that Moment app onto my phone, and I went at the end of the day to go look and see how much time I had actually spent, and I thought, oh, it can't be that long, maybe an hour, you know, between all the little email checks and Facebook checks. Oh, I'm just sick. I don't even want to tell you. I had spent almost four hours on my phone that day. And it wasn't, you know, an hour here, half hour there, 15 minutes there. It was little one or two minute pickups throughout the day where I would go on, I'd check if I had an email, I'd check if I had a text, I'd go check Facebook real quick, right? I'm doing air quotes real quick. And that added up to four hours. That is, I was shocked, embarrassed, ashamed, disgusted, really, because what could I do with four hours a day? Man, I could be in super good shape. I could learn a language. I could make money. It's It really was an eye-opener for me. And I still have to work really hard every day to become mindful of that time suck. One thing I did is I took Facebook and Facebook Messenger right off my phone. It's not even there anymore. The only way, I, it's not on my iPad either. The only way I can get to Facebook is if I go to my computer and... It's, it has made me so much more productive. So look at those things, those tasks, those, and be really honest with yourself. What is sucking your time? And really work on how do you maximize it if it's something that you can't get rid of and how do you make it more meaningful and, and give you momentum towards some of your bigger goals? Or how do you minimize it so that it isn't as sucking of your time? That's number one. Be aware of time sucks. Number two, be aware of draining people. We all have people in our lives that, despite our best efforts, they rub us the wrong way. Or we may like them as human beings, but man, are they time demanding. There are those people that, you know, you get on the phone with them and it's not just a quick five minute call. It's half hour, 45 minutes or an hour before you can get them off the line. And that's okay if that's what you want. But if it isn't what you want, if it's truly a drain to your productivity, to your uh, to other things that you have as priorities in your day, then you really have to work on how do you put some boundaries up so that those draining people don't drain you any longer or drain you less depending on the situation. So as you're thinking about that, a couple ways to do that is knowing that, okay, if someone that you know is a phone call time consumer is calling you that you screen that call and you respond via either text or email that you're unable to talk on the phone right now and let you know what they need via email. That's my favorite thing to do. You can also think about ways people drain you. If you're in a meeting and you can't avoid them, how can you find a bridge that you can build between those people that just rub you the wrong way? What are those things that you can find in common? I had a boss once where we just, we could not get along. We were opposites. He was way different than me. Neither of us were right or wrong. We just were opposites. And I found that we both had dogs that we adored a lot. And that dog conversation was a great way to just break the ice, to cut down on any negativity that was in the room or tension that was in the room. So find a way to create less tension around those draining people. Because once you do that, you'll get your time back, you'll get your energy back. Those people won't drag you down into negativity because sometimes when you interact with someone like that, 
it can really affect your mood, which then will affect how well you work and what kinds of decisions and clarity you have around how you prioritize things. So people can be really impactful of your productivity. So you have to be aware of who those draining people are. That's number two. Number three, you have to be aware of energy zappers. Now, what I mean by that is those things that just always, 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 as you look at having to do them, just just take your energy to a new low every single time, no matter what. And it might even be things that you enjoy, but you know that after you do them, you're going to be spent. I'll give you an example from my own life. I am a professional speaker. That is where I make most of my money. I love doing it. I love being on stage. But when I get home, I am absolutely shot. I'm drained so much when I get home. So I've had to really flex my calendar and my schedule so that after I have a big speaking event, which I love, that I have a couple of hours of downtime or even the rest of the day to do something for me. So that might mean taking a nap. It might mean going to a movie. It might mean even just going and running some mindless errands and reprioritizing, restructuring my calendar around the energy zappers, okay? The same thing can happen with things that you don't like, of course. And when you have that going on and it's things that you can't eliminate either when we talked about time sucks or draining people, if you can't eliminate them, they have to be a part of your life. How do you counterbalance those with things that you love? So if you know you have to do something that you're just dreading, that, you know, just, oh, it's going to zap your energy in a big way, what can you do after or before is something that you just love. Maybe it's your favorite hobby. Maybe it's going to lunch with your favorite coworker. Maybe it's going to happy hour. Maybe it's going to get a little pedicure. But something to counteract that energy zap that comes from that thing that you dislike. So really be aware of your energy zappers and that can really make you a lot more productive and that's number three. The fourth thing I want to share today is you need to be aware of the halo effect. The halo effect that I'm talking about here has to do with a little bit the energy zappers we just talked about, a little bit with the time sucks, a little bit with the draining people, but looking at how all of those things can create a halo around that individualized event or thing. So I'll give you an example. So if you know you have a meeting coming up with a person that drives you nuts, maybe it's a client, maybe it's a coworker, you have the lead up time to that meeting from when it's scheduled to when the actual meeting is, and in between, if you're dreading it, it can actually impact your mood, your decision-making, your prioritization, and your productivity in between. Then you actually have the meeting itself, which may or may not go as you planned, and that's the actual activity itself. And then after, you may go home and to release, have a glass of wine or a beer, or you may be kind of negative after the meeting, or you may have a sense of relief and sort of say, oh, I need a reward, so I need to just kind of kick back here for a little bit. So both before the event, the event itself, and after the event, there's this halo effect of mood, behavior, activity, mindset that can both negatively or positively impact you depending on what the situation is. I'll give you another example. I worked with a woman who she was a volunteer for a senior citizen center. And she came to me, we were doing a coaching session using her life map and helping her do some goal setting. And one of the things that popped up on her life map was that this 
volunteering really was causing her a lot of stress. And I said, well, talk to me about this because you understand the word volunteer means that you're voluntarily doing it. And she laughed and she said, no, but you don't understand. People, I feel like such a bad person. People are going to judge me if I quit volunteering. And I laughed again and I said, all right, well, tell me about it. And she said, well, you know, I go to this volunteering, you know, just two hours on a Wednesday night. But the day before, I'm so stressed out that, you know, I go home and I just crash and I'm cranky to my kids and my husband and I'm just crabby and I have just a bad day leading up to the day that I have to that I have to do the volunteering. Then the day of all day, I'm stressed and I'm worried and I just don't want to go to it and I'm dreading it and I I'm doing everything I can to, you know, just treat myself nicely because I have this thing that I have to do that night that I know I don't want to do. So then I get home from the volunteering and I drink a bottle of wine, I'll be honest. And then the next day I wake up, I'm hungover all day and I'm totally unproductive. So not only is it the two hours that I dread, but the day before, the day of, and the day after are totally wasted because of it. So that was me speaking, you know, paraphrasing her words that this two-hour thing on a Wednesday night was impacting Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That is a big, big, big halo effect that totally cramps her productivity, kills her energy, drains her time, it's just not the right way to go. And so I challenged her. I said, well, what would you rather do instead? She said, you know, I really just wish that I could volunteer, but do it at the Humane Society. And I said, well, why don't you do that? And she's like, oh, I just, I feel so bad quitting a volunteer position. I said, you're not quitting a volunteer position. You're just shifting your focus of where you're volunteering. So I got her convinced. She quit. And then after checking in with her, after she started the Humane Society, She told me she could not believe how much more energy she had, how much more she was getting done, how much happier she was, how much happier her husband and her kids were with her, how much happier her work team was with her, because she didn't have that three-day halo effect around the two hours that she was volunteering. Instead, she looked forward to her time at the Humane Society. She looked forward to being there. She loved the next day getting back to work and telling them about the amazing time that she had at the Humane Society. Her kids loved hearing the stories. Her spouse loved hearing the stories. So that is a great example of a halo effect that is a personal one, but impacts professional and personal productivity in a bigger way. So think about your halo effects. When you think about the first three things I shared, your time sucks, the people that drain you, and your energy zappers, what kind of halo effects do they have in your life, and how is that impacting what you get done? And how can you become really honest with yourself and say, okay... I know I've got this. I can't let it impact me beyond the activity or the interaction itself. So those are the four tips I'm going to share with you today. There's a few more, and there's a lot of ways that we can apply some of these to the workplace. So if you want to customize something for your work team, let me know. I'll put a link in the show notes to some of my pre-existing programs, but know that they can all be totally customized to what your team, your industry dynamics are, what your... Um, specific company needs based on your corporate goals. So I will put a link to that. So quick review, you need to be aware of your time sucks. You need to be aware of the draining people in your life. You need to be aware of your energy zappers and you need to be aware of those halo effects. That is big, big stuff. So before we go, I do want to mention again, remember last week I talked about my lead with heart success bundle because February is heart month and I am a huge supporter of the American Heart Association and heart health research because my late husband died of a heart attack at age 30 with 
no risk factors. He was a tall, skinny college athlete. And it was eight years ago, so I can talk about this without being a big crying mess. But I'm still very passionate about educating people about how important it is to be aware of your health, of your heart, despite your age. It's not just a disease. Heart disease is not just a disease for old people, fat people, or sick people. It's the leading killer of both men and women in the United States. And most of it is preventable with lifestyle changes, with with just things that you can do to change your lifestyle and, and be more aware. So I have my Lead with Heart Success Bundle I created just in honor of, of my late husband and in honor of Heart Month, which is in February. And in the Success Bundle are my best-selling book, The Happy Hour Effect, my new book, The Daily Rise, my Focus Mantra Cards, a laminated life map, which is what a lot of my work is based on with a dry erase marker so you can reuse it, Instant Stress Busters card, and a bookmark. And all of that stuff normally is 50 bucks if you bought it all separately, but it's only 35 bucks when you buy it during Heart Month, during February. And I will take $5 from every sale and donate it to the Heart Association, and then I will personally match that as well. So by the end of the month, I'm hoping to have a nice chunk of change that I can donate to the Heart Association in honor of Heart Month. So help me, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, grab yours, it's a great thing to get for your work team, for yourself, you can share the books amongst your loved ones, and hopefully you will give it a shot. So once again, if you love the show, subscribe, like, and share, help me spread the word. All the links I've mentioned are in the show notes, just go to happyhoureffect.com, click on podcasts, and this is episode 33, Get More Done. So until I see you next time, I'm Kristen Brown. This is the Happy Hour Effect Podcast. Looking forward to talking to you soon.